Father God, I come to you as humble as I know how. Give me the words to say to the people that are listening. Father God, you know what they need to hear. You know where they're at in their life. And I pray that whatever I say comes from you and it resonates in their spirit and it allows them to be faith-filled people, that they strengthen their faith, that they're able to be encouraged and motivated to dive deeper into your word and to know that what you say is true and that you have the final say, Lord. I pray that what's spoken today, you get the glory out of it. All the honor and praise goes to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Welcome to Theology and Therapy. I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm currently a therapist in training who aspires to help the Christian community. Being that I am a student, everything that I say will come from my own research and or experience. And this podcast is not to be a substitute for therapy. I highly encourage you to seek a licensed mental health professional in your area. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I hope you enjoyed this session. Okay, so I know you probably read this title and was like, you already know what faith is because we all know the scripture, especially if you've been brought up in the church. Faith is, a, for now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, which is in Hebrews 11.1. 1. But today I want to talk about how to strengthen your faith, uh, what faith looks like when you're walking in faith. And um, maybe some words of encouragement to kind of help guide you, maybe if your faith is kind of teetering. So um, hopefully this this blesses your soul. I hope this, you know, encourages you. I hope this really gets the Christ believers to to really walk in the light that they were meant to walk in while on earth. So. With faith being the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, in layman's terms, that's basically calling things that are not as though they were. You know, if you have maybe a family member who hasn't given their life to Christ and you're like, you know what, you're going to give your life to Christ. You're calling things that are not as though they were. You have the faith to believe that God is going to do something in their life where they're going to dedicate their life to Christ. Or maybe it could be where, you know, a light bill is due and you don't have the funds and you're like, you know what, I know God to supply my every need. And so this light bill will be paid. But in the natural, you don't have the funds, but you're calling things that are not as though they were. And I like um, Pastor Michael Todd. He did this crazy faith series and his slogan was, it's crazy until it comes true, which is is so evident, right? It's crazy. Like what we saying as far as our faith, it may sound crazy to those who don't know God. It may sound crazy to those who don't believe because it's like, I don't see it, but you're saying that it's going to happen and it's only crazy until it happens. And um, when you go to Matthew 17, 20, it talks about that, you know, all we need is a faith the size of a mustard seed and we can tell a mountain to move and it'll move, right? And that, if you think about it, like a mustard seed is so small. I literally had to look it up, see how big it was, and it is so small. And if we have a faith that small that can be able to tell a mountain to move. Imagine what we can do 
if when our faith increases, when our faith enlarges. And when I say that, I'm saying because for me, I've been brought up in the church, right? I've been in the church basically all my life. And so through those years, you know, God has showed himself to be faithful. God has showed himself to be true. God has done mighty things in my life, blessings, miracles. And so my faith has to enlarge. I think when you are, you know, when you just rededicated your life to Christ and you're starting to learn the word and, you know, really starting to walk this Christian life and, and get a footing of who you are in God, I think that that's, that mustard seed faith is is important, right? Because it's, it's just telling you like, hey, you can have a small faith and you can still make changes, right? But I feel that as us who's been, um, you know, maybe veterans, let's say in the church, veterans as Christians, our faith needs to increase because we have too many we have too many ticks and tallies to show that yes, God is real. Yes, God did can do the impossible. Yes, God can bring miracles. Yes, God can bring blessings. And so by then our faith should enlarge. And so I think of the people in the Bible and I'm like Daniel's faith, right? Like lion's den, even a lion's den. That you have to have a big faith, have to have a big faith, right? Or what about Moses at the Red Sea? You know, those three Hebrew boys at the, in the fiery furnace saying that, you know, Jesus will bring them out. And that that's huge, huge faith. And I'm reminded of a story in Acts, and it talks about the uh, seven sons of Sceva, Please, please, please read that because this thing blessed me when I read it. So basically, for those who don't know, and I'm paraphrasing, that um, there were these sons, seven sons of Sceva, who were basically going about and they were casting out demons, um, you know, or let me say trying to cast out demons, you know, in Jesus' name. And so there was um, one son who came up on this demon-possessed man and he said, in the name of Jesus, who Peter believes, I cast you out. And, you know, the demon-possessed man was doing his thing. And so, you know, the son said it again. In the name of Jesus, who Peter believes, I cast you out. And then the demon spoke. And listen, when I, like, y'all really have to read this because this thing blessed me. So the demon spoke back and was like, Jesus, I know. Peter, I know. But who are you? And when I said that thing, I was like, whoa, because I can't recall. Now, I'm not a pastor. I haven't went to missionary school, nothing like that. But I can't recall another time where a demon said that they knew a human, right? We all know that at the name of Jesus, demons tremble. We all know this, right? But for this demon to say, Jesus I know, Peter I know, but who are you? Tells me that Peter's faith was so strong and so rooted in God that even the demons knew who he was. That means that when Peter prayed a prayer, when Peter spoke to God, when Peter walked with Christ, his faith was so strong in the God he served 
that demons recognized that change was going to happen. They knew that if Peter put Jesus' name on it, things were going, going to shift. And so for this demon-possessed man to say, Jesus, I know, Peter, I know, but who are you? It made me think like, wow, my faith, my faith needs to be so strong that when I tell this mountain to move, when I tell, when I see that, okay, the enemy is trying to, you know, take my family or the enemy is trying to have their way in my life, that I can speak to it and tell it what it's going to do and that my faith in God is so rooted that that demon will flee. You get what I'm saying? And so that that's why I said that thing blessed me when I read that. And please, please, please read it yourself. It's Acts 19, 11 through 20. Again, that's Acts 19, 11 through 20. And it talks about how the demon-possessed man spoke and said, Jesus, I know. Peter, I know. But who are you? That is a really, really good um, passage for me when it comes to faith because Peter's faith, you know, is had to enlarge, right? And yes, with a mustard seed faith, we can tell that amount to move, but I think for a demon to recognize who you are in Christ has to be a little larger, enlarged. And so um, ways that we can strengthen, you know, our faith is by prayer and fasting. And if you go to Matthew 17, 21, um, and that's right after the verse of the mustard seed faith. It talks about, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Pray on his words, seek his face, you know, get into the word of God, study to show thyself approved so that when you go to God, you, you know what to pray for. You're strategic in your prayer. And when God reveals things to you, then you know what to have the faith in, right? You know that, okay, God said in his word that I'm going to do this. So then you start calling it out. You start believing in it. You start walking in it. You start talking in it. And that's how you can strengthen your faith. You know, the word says that um, my children know my voice. And so, you know, pray for that ear to hear God's word. Pray for that ear to hear his voice. You know, he speaks in so many different ways. You know, he speaks to me in my quiet time. He speaks to me in the shower. You know, sometimes he speaks to, to me through people. Um, sometimes it's just do even a YouTube video that I watch. And it's just like God speaks in so many ways. But if you're not praying without ceasing, if you're not, you know, seeking his word, if you're not really trying to, to hear that voice, then you're going to miss it, and you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss it. Um, even to just to go back to, you know, uh, Pastor Michael Todd and his series, I, for the record, I just love, you know, Pastor Michael Todd and what he does at Transformation Church. I really get blessed by his series, all, the whole thing. I take notes and everything. But anyways, um, he has a series called Release that he did, and one of the videos was about, he compared it to that God will reveal something to you, but 
his the reveal time and the release time are two different things. And so oftentimes, you know, we'll get a revelation that, okay, God is going to do this. God is going to get me that house I wanted or God is going to get me that job I wanted. And so He re- God revealed it to us. And so we're, you know, doing it, but he hasn't released it yet. And so even though he revealed it to us, we have to activate our faith, start calling it out, start speaking it. You know what I mean? Even though it hasn't been released, right? That substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, even though it hasn't been released in the natural, it's been revealed in the supernatural, right? God spoke that to us. God told us that. We know that it was God who said, our family's going to be saved. It, we know it was God who said that our family member's going to get off of drugs. You know what I mean? And so he revealed that, but now we got to start speaking it. Now we got to start speaking it and honing it and walking in that crazy faith, even though you may even sometimes think to yourself, man, I sound crazy. I sound crazy right now. Like I literally have no fruit of what I'm saying. There's nothing tangible I sound crazy. Or maybe if you even tell it to somebody, you're like, I don't want to tell them that because they're going to think I'm crazy. It's only crazy until it happens. And so, you know, really, really hone into, you know, the plans that God has for you. And I know it can be hard because, you know, please go, if you haven't already, listen to my first um podcast where I talked about what is theology and therapy and I kind of break down like where it all came about and just to kind of summarize for you um I go into depth in that podcast but just summarize for you theology and therapy is my my purpose right and oftentimes we confuse passion with purpose and so our passion sometimes um brings about you know what we can get paid off of Sometimes our purpose isn't something that we get paid off of. It's not a job. It's not a career. Sometimes our purpose is just being a mother. You know, sometimes our purpose is just being a friend. And so, you know, once you find out your purpose, your calling um, of why you were created and and why you're here on earth, what you're supposed to fulfill while you're here on earth, because this earth we're just passing by is not our home. We're just passing through. And once we fulfill that purpose, then we can go on to glory. And so, you know, once you find out your purpose, you may sometimes feel or understand or realize that it's not even my passion. Like for me personally, my passion, what I'm great at, what I enjoy, what I can just sit at home and do all the time is knit and crochet. I love making hats. I love making scarves, gloves. Uh, socks, you know, all that stuff. I love to read. I can do that, you know what I mean? Um, but that's not my purpose. You know, I don't I don't bring um, souls to the kingdom. I don't bring souls to Christ. I don't edify the kingdom by that, right? That's not what I was meant to do. Um, and what I found out is people <laughs> is my purpose. And it's so strange because People get on my nerves, okay? I'm going to just be honest with you guys, okay? We family. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm going to be transparent. They get on my nerves. And I think that even is evidence that that's my purpose because if it gets on my nerves, if something irks you that much, that means you care, right? That means you kind of have a soft spot for it and because you wanted a different alternative or you see a different alternative but you're getting 
um, a result that doesn't um, compute to what you expected, right? But the reason why I say people is my purpose is because helping people, I don't know what it is about my face, I don't know what it is maybe about my personality, but people tend to gravitate towards me. People tend to like come to me and, and share their stories. People tend to, like I don't really meet strangers. Like they'll, they will come and just talk to me and through conversation they'll share something that they might not share with other people or that they, you know, don't necessarily um, would have shared to somebody that they just met off the street, you know what I'm saying? And so that's how I can tell that people is my purpose, helping people is my purpose, seeing growth, seeing people be encouraged and enlightened. And that's why I'm so thankful to God for this podcast, because that's what I want to accomplish with with you guys. Yes, this is a journey of me, you know, going through uh, my grad school and becoming fully licensed and being a marriage and family therapist. But I ultimately want to, you know, have a platform so that people can be enlightened and encouraged because I'm sure I'm not experiencing what I'm experiencing for no reason. I'm sure that my um, experiences is not in vain. And if I can just reach one person who said, you know what, I experienced that same thing and I'm glad you talked about it or I'm glad you shared it or I'm glad, you know, to hear that there is light at the end of the tunnel, then all is well with my soul. And so I said all that because knowing my purpose now, right, it's not my, my passion, okay? There's a difference. It's not my passion. Like I said, my passion was knitting, crocheting, reading, you know, hanging out with friends, um, being adventurous. Not once of that is helping people. Now, um, when I look in, at my life, I can see how you know, I am good at it, you know, <laughs> like I, and that's not even trying to be cocky. That's not trying to toot my own horn, but that's just me being real. Like I do understand why people will be my purpose. And so now that I know my purpose and I'm taking the steps or equipping and honing my skills, um, I have to, I have to have my faith align with that. It has to increase now, right? It has to go from a mustard seed faith to maybe watermelon. You know, watermelon is um, bigger than a mustard seed. And so my faith has to match my purpose. And so now that it's been revealed to me, my purpose, my calling, then I need to start calling on the Lord. I need to start praying about this, making sure that what I'm hearing is God, you know, is God designed. And if I can just be transparent with you guys as well, there's been signs already that has been showing that, yes, marriage and family therapy is what needs to be prime example. So I, like I said, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm being just fully transparent right now. So my undergrad, I went to Fable State University, you know, home of the Broncos in Fable, North Carolina. And, you know, it's an HBCU, so I enjoyed the mess out of an HBCU, right? So when they say C's get degrees, listen, I understand that, right? And it's and it's sad because, you know, that's nothing to gloat about. You know, I was on a full ride scholarship and then last and then the last year of my um undergrad, 
I, you know, obviously had to pay for it. But graduated, you know, thank God, and that was that, right? So I didn't think of, you know, grad school at all. Um, and if I did, it was business administration, master, uh, MBA, because my mother owns a business. So I'm like, well, I can do it too. But it never once was marriage and family therapy come up at all. And so when it went through the process of, you know, me finding out my purpose, knowing what I need to do, I looked into schooling and I said, okay, Lord, you know, everything that you do, if I can give any good advice before you make any decisions, before you do anything, make sure that you go to God in prayer um, and wait for him to answer. And so I'm like, Lord, you know, guide me to it. So I was like seeing social work. I was seeing being just a psychologist. I was seeing professional counselor. I was seeing a mental health, you know, um, pop up. And as far as with therapy, I knew it was going to be something dealing with therapy and, and helping people. And so when I did the research, you know, and read like, okay, what could come from it? Um, what type of information they're learning? Nothing stood out except for MFT, which is marriage and family therapy. And so I said, okay, you know, and then I, I was reminded, I was like, okay, my undergrad, you know, my degree, I got a degree, but GPA isn't, you know, good. I don't want to take a GRE, you know, in the military. So I'm going to have to definitely have, you know, online classes. And with military, you can't provide no schedule. You don't know what your life going to look like. So, you know, I need everything to align with my current situation. And so I'm just praying, 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 right? And so in, I narrowed it down to two schools and... One of them I really wanted because it was a Christian school, so it was going to bring that theology side of therapy. And um, But the online portion wasn't accredited, so I was like, dang, you know. So I was like, Lord, you know, just help me. So I'm looking at all these other people who, you know, are on Instagram and on YouTube who are talking about the school that they did in their marriage and family therapist. And so I was like, okay, well, let me look into it. This school, which is North Central University of where I'm going to school right now, they don't require GRE. GPA was um, in standards to what my GPA was, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, they are 100% online. So, And the fact is that what I like about them is that they don't have semesters. So every Monday is a, a new class starts. So being military, if I have to take six months off or a year off because of wherever I'm at in my career as far as military, I can do that. And then on a Monday, just sign up for the next class. And then the thing about that is with this program, I have six years um, cap. So I have to complete the program um, within six years. So if I needed that time because of military, then that's 40. And so I was like, okay, Still praying, still praying, making sure it's accredited, you know, um, and then I'm looking at the success rate because I have to take a state license after, you know, graduating. And it's like in the top, like 98, I want to say 98 percent, something like that. And so I'm like, OK, Lord, I was like and then I was reminded again as far as my grades in undergrad. And I was like, Lord, you know, if this is your will, if this is your calling if this is the plans that you have for me, then, you know, I want to make all A's 
in this program. And that's not even to make all A's just to gloat that, hey, I made all A's in my graduate studies. But it's like, if this is something that I is meant for me and what I'm supposed to be doing, then I want to be so strong in the information that I'm getting and receiving um, because I don't want it to be a repeat of my uh, undergrad years. And then granted, those that know military stuff, if I fail a class, I have to pay it back um, because I'm not paying it. You know, the military is paying for it. But if I fail a class, I have to pay it back. But failing is a C, right? Um, we can get A's and B's. But failing would be getting a C. And so I'm just praying and I'm just, you know, seeking his word. And I'm really just ushering his presence, worshiping. You know, that's how I really can connect with God is through worship. And um, there was this one class that I took. And I was like, I, was, I always do the tally as far as each assignment. Um, I try to do the tally of maybe to kind of get an idea of what my final score is going to be. And so when I did it for this one class, I'm like, man, I'm going to get a B in this class because, you know, majority of the assignments, it's like half and half. It was literally half and half um, as far as A's and B's. And so, but the numbers wasn't adding up as far as me getting the A. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a B. So I just automatically accepted that, hey, I'm going to just get a B in this class. Didn't think nothing of it. And then, you know, kept on, you know, obviously doing my best, giving it my all for the class. But, you know, I was just, I convinced myself that I was going to get a B. And so now, you know, class is over and it's time to get my scores back. And I got an A minus. And I said, oh, are you kidding me? Like instantly when I saw that, I had to praise God because like I just said, I prayed a prayer that I want to get all A's in this program, right? And I don't care that it was an A minus. An A is an A for me. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And even right now, I'm in my next class, and all the assignments so far, I've gotten A's in. And it's just so amazing how the information that I'm getting through these classes is coming to me so quick. I'm retaining it so much. And I'm just like really having fun. It doesn't even feel like I'm doing homework. It doesn't feel like I'm reading, you know, all these pages. It really feels like I'm just absorbing this information and um, and, it, and it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm saying all this because my faith has to activate, right? My faith needed to activate to say, hey, you know, God already revealed it to you what you're going to be doing. God revealed to you some of his plans, right? If you if you ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal some things to you, you know, God will do that. Um and and that's what happened. And so so I have to have the faith to know that I will be successful as a therapist. I will be making six figures. Like that's a thing. I probably will no, not probably. I won't be in the military all my life. I will be a successful therapist reaching people who needs to hear my testimony who needs to hear my experiences who um relates you know to maybe what i've been through so that our therapeutic process can really happen and lives can be changed and families can be bring, be brought back together and marriages can can be restored and all these things that you know um god has been is putting in me it's going to come to pass. And so 
the faith, like I said, is just has to has to increase and it has to elevate because what you're doing, that that plan, that purpose is not for you. It's for others. You know, somebody right now is waiting for you to get the tools that you need so that you can help them and so that they can help others. It's just going to be a, a a tradition, a, a cycle, a healthy cycle of just passing on, you know, um, or releasing a great methods of coping with stress, great methods of um, dealing with depression, um, great communication skills when talking to a loved one, a great uh, sensitivity when you're dealing with couples. It's going to be a blessing to be able to um, embark on somebody's life, you know, in, on strangers' lives. It's not like these clients are going to be my friends and family. They're going to be strangers. And to just be play a small portion of their healing process is, you know, great. And it's so hard when I'm at a job where it's not my passion and it's not my purpose. But I have to go to the job every day. I have to give it my all. I have to do what I need to do to be successful in that job, but that's not my purpose or my passion. And so um, with my faith, I have to be reminded, I have to encourage myself, right, that what God revealed is going to come to pass and for us to be patient and to wait on God. And that is so, that's the key right there with your faith because you with your faith, you know, you're telling things, you're saying, hey, and, and your faith and what you're believing may not look like what I'm believing, right? Your faith may be that, you know, maybe God revealed to you that you're going to get married this year. Maybe God, you know, revealed to you that you're going to move to another state, maybe even another country, but in your present, in the natural, it don't look like you're going to be moving. It don't look like you may be single, but God told you you're going to get married this year. So it's like, how, God, am I going to get married this year when I don't even have a boyfriend or I don't even have a girlfriend, let alone engage? You know what I mean? But your faith got to believe what God said is going to happen. And so with me, it's like, okay, God, this is what you said. And I need to take my part. I need to take myself away from it because I can't do it. I can't be the God in my life. I can't make, um, you know, I can't, I can't play your hand. Only you can. You see the end before you saw the beginning. You already know how this is going to play out. All I'm doing is just walking. All I need to do is just be faithful. You know, um, the Bible talks about how the birds don't even have to worry about whether what to eat. You know, so why do we as humans, why do we worry about where our help's coming from? Why do we worry about uh, what we don't have? You know, because surely, surely, surely God loves us more than he loves animals. And I say that strongly because God died. God sent his son to die for our sins, right? He sent his son for us. For us, that's how much he loves us so. So we don't need to worry that, okay, God told us this, but I don't see it right now. How is it going to come? You know, and we rack our brain. And maybe this ain't you. Maybe I just need to say this because it's me and I be doing it sometimes. But we rack our brain about, okay, let me, if I, if this happens, then, you know, I can do it this way. And we try to plan it out so much. We try to, that the, our whole thought process is 
making things happen where God is just saying, I got you. Just sit back, have the faith. To, if you just believe, believe in him and have the faith to believe that it's going to come to pass, you don't need to rack your brain. You don't need to stay up all night thinking about it. You don't need to, you know, be in your depression state or be in your mode where it's like, okay, you don't, time is passing by and you're not a part of it. And so strengthen, strengthen, strengthen your faith. Do what you need. If you need to meditate, if you need to pray, if you need to get an accountability partner, somebody that can hold you accountable and say, look, let's pray together. Look, let's read our word together. Let's um, see what God is really speaking to us about. You know, if you need to do that, do it. If you need to write a journal just to get your thoughts on paper, it says write it down and make it plain. Put it on paper so that it'll release from your body. You don't have to have that stress carrying. You don't have to carry that stress with you. You don't have to carry that worry with you. Write it down on paper. Do what you need to do. Because remember, it's only crazy until it happens. But let's shift our focus from a mustard seed faith to now watermelon. So I hope this really encouraged you. I hope there was some tidbits said that you know, you needed to get from. I know I don't normally start off my sessions with prayer, but I just wanted to make sure that whatever I said today, whatever I said really helps you. Or if it doesn't help you, it helps somebody that you know. You know, share this with somebody so that they can be encouraged, that they can be uplifted, you know, that they can be reminded that it's going to come to pass. He revealed it to you, so he's going to release it, you know, just like he did Abram and Sarah. He told them they were going to have a baby, but they created an Ishmael, right? They stepped out of the will of God because of what God said, right? So they they took they they took matters into their own hand and started to become the God in their life. They said, "Okay, well, God said you're gonna um, be a father, so here, take my maidservant." That's not what God said. God said that Abram and Sarah is gonna have a baby, right? So don't create no Ishmaels in your life. God revealed it is going to come. Is going to come. Abram and Sarah had to wait twenty something years for God to get for to receive what God already revealed to them. Don't create no Ishmael. And this ain't Bible, but did they have to wait that long because they created an Ishmael? I don't know. That ain't Bible. That ain't Bible. But don't create no Ishmael in your life. Okay, God revealed it to you, so you're gonna get it. He has to release it. He has to release it because he revealed it to you. He's not going to just reveal you something and not give it to you. Step in your faith. Walk in your faith. Talk in your faith. You know what I'm saying? So really, really, really do that. I know we started with prayer, so I kind of want to end with prayer just to kind of, you know, bring this all together. And, and honey, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. Um, lift your hands maybe. But um, let's pray, okay? Father God, I thank you for what was spoken today. I thank you for enlarging our faith. I pray that you surround us with people that are like-minded, that can help us serve our purpose, that can help us be faith-led. I pray that those that are around us encourages us and we encourage them. Pour into us as we pour into them, Lord. Surround us and encamp us with your spirit. Father God, we we pray that those who 
may be struggling with their faith, those who may be lost right now, speak to them, Lord. Give them an ear to hear your voice. Let them know that you are still there. Let them know that you will reveal, you will release to them what you reveal to them. Let them know to just stay the course. You said, don't grow weary in well-doing, but in due season, we shall reap. So Father God, we thank you for that reaping season. We thank you for what we're sowing right now because we know we will reap. Father God, we rebuke any wiles of the enemy that will come and try to talk and stand against what you planned for us. We we come against anything that the enemy tries to say or put in our way to bring discouragement. We rebuke doubt. We rebuke lack. We rebuke any uncertainty. Father God, you're not the author of confusion, and we rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray that our faith increases, our faith enlarges. We pray that you be with us, speak with us, talk with us. You said you stand at the door knocking. So Father God, we invite you into this place. We invite you into our hearts. We invite you into our minds. We pray for peace. We pray for restoration. We pray for we pray for abundance. We pray for Increase, Lord God, and we thank you right now. Though we may not be able to see it, we know that you are working. We know that you are doing something in the supernatural, and we thank you. We thank you for Christ, Lord. We thank you for the blood, for there is power in his blood, and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for all that you're doing for us. We thank you for in, in, for enlarging us. We thank you for shifting our atmosphere. We thank you for shifting our mindset. We thank you for shifting our spirit, Lord God. We Father God, we pray that what you are pouring into us, we're able to give it to our family. We are able to give it to our friends. We are able to give it to our coworkers. Let us not just hold it for ourselves. Let us also give it to those who need it. Send people so that we send people to us so that we can encourage them. Send people to us that they can encourage us, Lord God. For we know that it's good in fellowship. We do good in fellowship, Lord, and it is so important. And so we thank you. We thank you for the listeners right now. Lord, wherever they are, touch them. Let them know that they are loved. Let them know that they are on the right track. We speak blessings over our life. We speak encouragement. We speak guidance. Father God, we rebuke the spirit of fear. Father God, we know that you are going to be with us. We know that you have a hand over our life. And Father God, for those who may not know their purpose, for those who may be trying to seek your face, Lord, Father God, I pray that you encamp them and surround them with people who are Christ-minded. Surround them with people who want them to succeed. Surround them with people who know your word and who can bring an encouraging word so that they know how to reach you, Lord God. Surround them with people who who can intercede on their behalf. Father God, we pray that what you do in this season for our lives, that you do it for our generation and the next for our generation and the generations to come. Do it for our children and our children's children, Lord God. For we know that what we're doing now, what we're adapting and honing now is not just for us and not just for those around us, but it's for the generations to come, Lord God. And so we thank you in advance. We thank you for the blessings of Abraham. We thank you for the promises that you that you keep. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the deliverance. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for the power, Lord God. Father God, we know that we can tell our mountains to move and they will move. And we thank you for that power. Father God, we pray that you just strengthen us. Allow us to continue to just have a heart to just to know your word and to know what you what you want to do for us in this season, Lord God. 
have the Holy Spirit reveal things to us. Wherever there is confusion, we know that you can wipe it away. We know that you can make it clear. And so we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your understanding. Father God, we thank you just for being you. We thank you for just who you are and just being a, a voice to, to cry to. We thank you for being a mother when we're motherless. We thank you for being a friend when we're friendless. Father God, when we can't reach nobody else, we know that you are still there and that you can still hear us. And we thank you in advance, Lord God. We thank you for our next season. We thank you for equipping us, Lord God. You said that you don't call the equip, but you equip the call. And so we thank you for equipping us for the tools that we need to be successful in you, Lord God. We thank you for this season of just learning. We thank you for this season of just understanding, Lord God. We thank you for the season for us to just un to understand and to hone the things that you have that you're going to bring us to. We thank you for even what you brought us out of, Lord God, for we know that it was nothing but you. We know that we had no part in it. We thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for what you're going to do and what you will do, Lord God. We thank you for what you've done and what you will do. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord. Father God, we pray that you just really touch this nation, Lord God. If anything that 2020 taught us, it taught us that we need to call on you more. Father God, forgive us. Forgive us for not being strong. Forgive us for not um, leaning on you. But Father God, do a new thing. No matter who's in office, no matter who has the say, we know that you have the final say. We know that all the decisions is yours, Lord God. And so, Father God, we pray that you just bless this nation. You said that if your people shall fall on their face and call your name, you will heal the land. And so, Father God, we pray that you just heal this land, touch the land, put people in place that makes these political decisions, Lord God. Let them be followers of you, Lord. Be in the White House. Be in the Capitol. Be where you are needed, Lord God. Be where there's there's need for hope. Be where there's need for peace. In the name of Jesus, be with us, Lord God. Just guide us, strengthen us, Lord God, and forgive us. Forgive us for any sinful acts that we've committed, whether they're intentional or not. Forgive us, Lord God. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, and thank you. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this session. All resources mentioned can be found at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be a part of the Spill the Tea portion of our session, please email us at alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be anonymous, please state that in the email. You can also follow us on Instagram at theologyandtherapy. Until our next session, have a great week.